Think of yourself like a guitar. Guitars regularly need tuning if you want them to produce a harmonious sound. If you are an avid guitar player, then you know it's totally normal and natural for a guitar to drift out of tune with or without use. In fact, you can even intentionally change the tuning of the strings to reach other depths of sound because guitars are flexible that way. Like drop D, for example. There are so many beautiful depths of sound available. Despite the fact that drop D is beautiful, it's important not to stay stuck in drop D, nor to stay stuck out of tune. Because if you do, you won't totally be in harmony with the other strings. You, and more specifically, your emotional wellness, are not so different from a guitar. You have a beautiful range and depth of emotion to express and regularly need tuning to stay in harmony. In this episode, we are going to dive deep into the idea of what it truly means to vibe high by exploring the human design G-Center and emotional solar plexus, the law of vibration and attraction, the vagus nerve, and debunking myths about constantly staying high vibe. Your deepest desires are calling to you, and the secret to manifesting them with confidence is hidden in your emotional wellness. You are listening to the Confidently You podcast. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I invite you to join me, Amber, your host on a journey of coming home to your confident self. I'm so fulfilled with helping you transform your life by exploring your true potential and embodying the highest expression of your unique energy. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to own the magic of your individuality, master your mind and energy, and manifest the life you once thought was impossible. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something you can unlearn. Unlearn the bullshit stories that play on repeat that stop you from living life on your terms and taking action with confidence. So if you love human design, manifestation, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber, and I am your host on your confidence building journey. I feel so inspired to share this episode with you today because I've been seeing, I've been noticing some trends in the in the online spiritual community. I feel like for a really long time, everybody was talking about like, vibe high and, you know, positive thoughts only, power of positivity, blah, 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 blah. Everybody was kind of like diving into the power of positivity, you know, positive mindset. But now we're, we're starting to recognize the repercussions of like diving too much into positivity. And it's creating some mixed messages, mixed signals, uh, confusion, misunderstanding about how we can 
uh, still vibe high um, because we tend to associate like vibing high with manifestation, especially like in the manifestation world, we always talk about vibing high um, so that we can attract more high vibe things into our life. But what the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) Ergo, this episode right here, we're going to be talking about what it means to vibe high, debunking some myths, and really talking about how we can manifest through through living through our high frequency energy. I kind of talked about this a little bit last week on the human design episodes. Um, I shared with you what it looks like to Uh, express your high frequency energy with your center and also what it looks like to live in the low frequency expression of your energy. So we're going to continue that conversation today. We're going to talk about, okay, I'm, I might be living in my uh, low frequency energy, but how do I actually come out of that? How do I start operating and living my life through the high frequency of energy. Well, if that question was left unanswered for you last week, then you are absolutely in the right place. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you because it's something that has been a crazy journey for me in learning about like, you know, overcoming toxic product, uh, toxic positivity, and, you know, giving myself space and permission to really feel into my emotions. We're going to be talking about that today. And ultimately, living high vibe and attracting high vibe experiences and opportunities my way. So let's dive right in, shall we? So first of all, where does high vibe come from and what does that even mean? What does it mean to vibe high? Well, if you are like me, then you are probably uh, involved in the spiritual community online. And what do I mean by that is if you are uh, on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, whatever it is that you look to for social media um, or like find yourself scrolling on social media, you might uh, find yourself following like spiritual has- hashtags like, um, you know, like vibe high manifestation, uh, spiritual growth or spiritual awakening, blah, blah, blah. All of these types of things that are all interconnected and play a role for each other. So that's what I mean by spiritual community. I mean like the online community that shares about spirituality and experiences while coming through spiritual growth. So I think that a lot of this comes from the spiritual community talking about the power of positivity. Now, positivity is absolutely important. Like having a positive mindset, like that is so important. Choosing to view things from an empowering perspective instead of a victim uh, perspective, you know, all of those great things that come with power of positivity. So power of your thoughts, um, power, um, power of positivity in your feelings, you know, and we often hear this idea of law of attraction, law of vibration, those terms and uh, principles are thrown around a lot in the spiritual community, especially in the manifestation aspect of the spiritual community. You know, we hear a lot about law of attraction, law of vibration, you know, hearing things that like attracts like and that, you know, your vibration attracts like vibrations into your life. But like, what does that even mean, right? So we're going to be talking about that more in the episode, but this is where like a lot of this language 
comes from. So like that spiritual community talking about law of attraction, law of vibration. However, somehow, as I mentioned earlier, some of the messages like got mixed up here. People started thinking that they could only think positive thoughts. They could only feel happy or elated or positive emotions, right? They this this led people to starting to think that they had to restrict themselves to only thinking about those things and only feeling those positive positive things. And this really created an epidemic of what is going around being called toxic positivity. So, what is to- toxic positivity? Well, toxic positivity in what I believe toxic positivity is is denying your authentic human experience. Now, if you've been following me long enough, then you already know that living authentically is what I am all about. Your confidence lies on the other side of your authenticity. So, and toxic positivity is denying your authentic human experience. So let me tell you, just because you're, you know, positive all the time does not mean that you're going to become your confident self. Because being, you are not a machine, right? Like, <laughs> you are not a machine. You are not in this human body going to experience positivity all the time. That is not realistic. That is not how life works. So when you force yourself to to uh, be positive all the time, well, that becomes a toxic trait because you're denying your authentic expression as a human. You're denying yourself access to uh, express those Um, express melancholy, for example. Melancholy is beautiful. Creativity finds birth in melancholy, right? There's nothing wrong with melancholy. You are allowed to feel melancholy and it is healthy and okay for you to feel melancholy, but we're going to get into that later on. More on what is toxic positivity. Well, it is also disregarding your range of emotional depth. So as I was saying, you know, you're a human being, not a machine. You are not here to just experience euphoria every day. That is, that's unhealthy to, and that's actually what we call manic. That is like the other end of the spectrum of mental health disorder and mental health illnesses is actually being manic, right? So you are allowed to experience a range of emotions, but the point is not to get stuck. Well, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself here. (laughs) Okay, further on, what is toxic positivity? So um, it's also ignoring your perceived negative emotions. So again, tapping into that disregard for your range of emotional depth or only allowing yourself to experience perceived quote-unquote happy emotions. So this becomes toxic because you are avoiding, you're avoiding something. And that's what makes it toxic. It's not healthy for you to avoid negative emotions, not allowing yourself to experience and expel negative emotions. That is when it becomes toxic positivity is when you are avoiding negative emotions. That being said, there are genuinely people who are happy most of the time. I would even say I'm one of those people. I am happy most of the time. But that's also because I've put a lot of uh, um, I've put a lot of growth into myself. I've put a lot of development into myself. Where I, anytime that I experience like a perceived negative emotion, I know how to sit with it 
and experience it and let it go so those sad or perceived negative emotions don't linger as long as they used to. So I have much better, I have a much better grasp of what it looks like to uh, maintain and regulate my nervous system, which is something that we're going to talk about this in this episode. And that actually brings me to my next point is, okay, so what does it actually mean to vibe high? If it's not toxic positivity, and if it's not about just like power of thoughts or or uh, power of your uh, high high emotions or like high feelings, if it's not that, well, what is it? And the way that I see it, vibing high really comes down to one thing. How flexible is your nervous system? How do you express your energy and how safe does your body feel as it navigates the dynamics of stress? You're exposed to stress multiple times a day, lots of times a day. And emotional irregularities can be a form of stress. So having... Having a wide dynamic of emotions can cause stress on the nervous system when a person does not know how to properly regulate and process their emotions in a healthy way. So what is nervous system flexibility? Well, a healthy nervous system is flexible, it's resilient, and it's able to recover from stress, then return to homeostasis, or I prefer the term neutrality, coming back to neutrality. So it's to be able to go from high frequencies and low frequencies without getting stuck in those frequencies. Think of it like being physically flexible. So it's to be able to stretch yourself to say into doing the splits, for example. Being able to go into the splits and then to be able to come out of the splits with poise and no harmful side effects or pains. So in other words, being able to go into the splits with ease and to be able to come out of it with ease. That is... That is what nervous system flexibility looks like. And so going back to the guitar example that I gave at the beginning of the episode, think of that like a guitar. So a guitar is very flexible in how you can tune it. You can either uh, do, I think it's called standard tuning, where you just have all of the strings tuned to their keys, <laughs> whatever, however you phrase that. So you can you can tune a guitar that way, but you can also tune the strings to change, like drop D. So a guitar is flexible. It's able to create or produce lots of different types of sounds that are outside of its standard tuning. You can tune it drop D, you can tune up, you can tune up on, on the strings, but it can always come back to its standard tuning or neutrality with total flexibility, right? So think of yourself like that guitar. 
In terms of trauma, trauma occurs when the nervous system stretches beyond the boundaries of the safety line. These experiences can range as far as the shame that is felt when someone is telling you that you're ugly, uh, the fear felt when you're unable to put gas in your car, for example, or even to the extreme loss that is felt when, say, your mother or your father dies. And these micro and macro incidences that occur to you in your life test the flexibility of the nervous system every single day. So the question is, do you step into the stretch or do you resist the stretch? And the flexibility of your nervous system depends on your vagus nerve and the tone that it emits. I'm going to say that again, your vagus nerve. The flexibility of your nervous system depends upon your vagus nerve and what tone it emits. So what is the vagus nerve? This is a huge thing. When it came to preparing for this podcast, I knew I wanted to talk about the vagus nerve and I knew I wanted to talk about it in an easily digestible way. So what I did is I went to Instagram And I went to the Holistic Psychologist's Instagram page. If you do not follow her, her name is Dr. Nicole LaPera. She is a psychologist who is now started a community of over 4 million people of hashtag self-healers. So people that are learning to understand human behavior, understanding how their mind-body connection works. And I looked up one of her posts about the vagus nerve. So a lot of what I am about to say here about the vagus vagus nerve comes from uh, Dr. Nicole Napera. So I will put her link to follow her on Instagram in the show notes so that you can uh, check her out because she is phenomenal. All right, so the vagus nerve. Let's talk about what is the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve has the greatest impact on your mind and body wellness, on your mind-body connection. Some might actually say that the vagus nerve actually is the mind-body connection. So the vagus nerve is a bundle of nerves that begins at the brain stem and connects to all of your major organs. So we're talking heart, lungs, stomach, kidney, sex organs, blood, liver, sorry, not blood, liver. (laughs) You know, all of these organs in the body it connects to all of these uh connects to all of these organs and the brain and the body are constantly communicating back and forth through this vagus nerve the vagus nerve impacts your parasympathetic nervous system which is the rest and digest uh portion of the nervous system and it also impacts the sympathetic nervous system which is the fight or flight And the vagus nerve also plays a primary role in your immune system function, digestion, recovery from stress, and the way you respond. So when there is unresolved trauma in the body or emotions that have gone unresolved and remained in the body, because that's a form of uh, form of trauma, trauma as well, or what your emotional response was to traumatic events, if they remain in the body as a restricted or blocked frequency, because, well, if emotions don't move through the body, they get stuck and they create blockages. And I call these spiritual blocks, which I also did an episode back. Uh, I think it's called Overcoming Fear of Ghosts, if you want to hear more about that. But what happens is that they, they remain stuck in the body and it weakens the tone of your vagus nerve and it diminishes its communicative strength. And a weak vagal tone, so vagus nerve tone, 
keeps you stuck in the sympathetic nervous system or also there's another one called the dorsal vagal uh that's your freeze response i want to say uh which means that the body the body is in chronic threat so the body is constantly thinks that it is being exposed to a threat when you when you don't allow yourself to resolve trauma or when you don't Uh, process emotions and this leaves you unable to feel safe in your body um, and it it weakens your ability to connect with other people so the vagus nerve is a huge plays a huge role in how you regulate your nervous system Uh, so before we like start getting into how to regulate the nervous system and like working with the vagus nerve let's first talk about how does the vagus, uh, the vagus nerve connect with your human design because this is huge especially if you're working with your human design and um, trying to live in alignment with your human design uh, working with the vagus nerve is going to be vital for you even if you're not working on the human design anybody can start working on their vagus nerve and start uh, regulating their nervous system better if they just start stimulating the vagus nerve, which we'll get into. But first, let's talk about how the vagus nerve connects, uh, the vagus nerve connects with your human design. So to do that, we got to talk about what is the G-center and the emotional solar plexus. So I hope you listened to the to last week's episode, uh, episode 34, which was about the nine centers of human design. I go more in depth about the G-center and emotional solar plexus, so I'm just going to briefly summarize them here for you but the g center it's all about love it's about magnetism magnetism and about life direction so where you are going in life the g center is very special in human design because the g center houses your soul and the magnetic monopole and the magnetic monopole, if you don't know what that is, I want to say in 1999, if I'm not mistaken, uh, scientists finally discovered the existence of the magnetic monopole, which they had been trying to prove to be true since the 1920s. Um, the magnetic monopole, essentially what it is, it is a one-sided magnet. So either a positive end or a negative end on a magnet and all it does is attract. And this lays in your sternum area of your body, this magnetic monopole. So that's why when we talk about the law of attraction, the law of vibration inside of manifestation practices, this is why we talk about when we say that like like attracts like most people understand the way that magnets work is that the positive end is attracted to a negative end, right? Like that's, it's opposites attract, right? So when we hear this language of like attracts like inside of like the manifestation world, manifestation community, like we hear that, that can be very confusing and conflicting to what most people tend to believe to be true about magnets because most people think, well, isn't it actually opposites attract? Isn't it that you know, positive is attracted to negative, what's this all like attracts like thing? Well, that is actually because of the magnetic monopole. We have a magnetic monopole inside of our body and it only 
attracts and it attracts what is like to it. So that's when we talk about the law of attraction. That is the law of attraction is that like attracts like. Like energies or like frequencies are attracted to each other, similar to the law of vibration. And the law of vibration is that uh, everything operates on an energetic vibration. Everything has a frequency. Everything is energy, which we can get into a whole conversation about uh, quantum physics, you know, talking about subatomic particles and blah, 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 but that's another conversation. But um, ultimately what it comes down to is that everything has energy. Everything carries a vibration, including you. You are an energetic vibration and you attract what is akin to your vibration. So that's where that whole conversation comes from, is that you have this magnetic monopole. But that is a key piece of information that most people don't know about. And so it causes that confusion about like how law of attraction works because most people think magnets are attracted opposite, not like like. So I hope that clarifies that question for you. Um, but going back to the G center, so houses the magnetic monopole and it also houses your soul. So you can think of uh, your soul in the G center as being the driver in your life. This is why the G center is responsible for life direction because your G center is actually your driver. And you can think of your uh, personality crystal, uh, which is inside of your head center in human design, which is responsible, uh, the personality crystal is responsible for your perception of your identity. You can actually think of this as the passenger. Go ahead and uh, allow your head to take a breath of or a sigh of relief because it is no longer responsible for making decisions or deciding where you are to go. That lies inside your body, in your G-center, where your soul lies. That is responsible. Whereas your design crystal, which is located in your Ajna center, uh, which is your, your body, that is your vehicle. So your vehicle, you know, that's what takes you from location to location. The passenger very pleasantly sits in the back seat and simply observes where life is taking us, but they put the passenger puts all their faith into the driver that the driver knows where we're going. The driver is going to take us where we need to go, and that driver is your soul inside your G center. So now let's talk about the emotional solar plexus. So the emotional solar plexus is the uh, far right triangle on your human design chart. Um, I suppose I didn't mention the G center. The G center is the fourth diamond down. So fourth from the top, it is the only diamond on your chart. Um, that's the G center. So it's right in the middle, right where your sternum, right where your chest would be on the body graph. Uh, that's the G center. So emotional solar plexus is a triangle on the far right of the chart. So this emotional solar plexus is responsible for your emotional health and it is also a motor center. So it you can work from your emotional solar plexus and it is also an awareness center, which is your spiritual awareness center. So your connectivity to spirit, your connection to spirit. 
And you're either gonna have this uh, center defined or undefined. Uh, I go into this in more depth in the previous episode, episode 34. But to briefly summarize, if you have your solar plexus defined, it means that you broadcast and influence uh, the emotional energy of other people. You generate your own emotional energy. Your emotions do not have to have a cause. And you have a predictable emotional wave through which you experience your emotions. And that wave looks different for each individual depending on what your emotional solar plexus is connected to. If you have this center undefined, it means that you are an emotional empath. It means that you are here to receive and behave as a screen for other people's emotional expressions. So what other people express, you then experience and mirror uh, those emotions back to people. Funny enough is that People that are emotional empaths, when they are by themselves, they're probably fairly calm, cool, and collected, but they probably get labeled as being really emotional people because when they're around other people, they're actually amplifying the emotions of others and therefore, you know, expanding on them, making those emotions, quote unquote, bigger, right? So they appear to be more emotionally uh, uncontrolled or emotionally expressive than those that are actually emotionally defined, the ones that actually like generate the emotional energy so that's kind of funny how that works out but nevertheless that is a thing now what does the emotional solar plexus have to do with your vagus nerve well and and the g-center what does that have to do well the emotional solar plexus biologically correlates to the vagus nerve as well as all the other organs that we talked about like the kidney pancreas liver etc So the emotional solar plexus are a major role in the functionality of the vagus nerve. And the vibration of the emotional solar plexus tunes the G-center's magnetic force. So coming back to this idea that the G-center houses the magnetic monopole, well, the emotional solar plexus is going to tune the magnetic force of the G-center. But many of us are living through our conditioning or we are not allowing ourselves to healthily process our emotions. And so we're living with a quote-unquote dirty magnet. We're coating, coating our magnet and therefore depleting its effectiveness in order what in order to attract what it is that we want to attract with us so first of all we got to decondition we got to learn how to healthily process our emotions and so that we can clean up our magnets it's always going to attract but cleaning up cleaning up that magnet so that we strengthen the magnetic force which we'll get into again um when we start talking about manifestation with the g-center but just know that the emotional solar plexus tunes the G-center, and it's not the high of emotions that manifest your desire. In other words, it's not those high, like high happy emotions that manifest your desires. No, no, no. It's how the emotional solar pre- emotional solar plexus can process your emotions without meeting resistance by remaining flexible. So think of the vibration of your emotional solar plexus. Think of it like sound. Sound is a vibration. You know, 
I come back to, so I have a little boy, Noah, and we watched the Magic School Bus. And I come back to this experience this summer. We were with some of our friends and Noah was watching the Magic School Bus. And it was that sound episode where uh, they were in a sound museum. The kids were wearing these glasses that enabled them to be able to see the vibrations of sound. And there's this part where it's like, hidey, 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 hi. Lodi, 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 lo. <laughs> and I always like think back to that when I think about sound because that's very true. So, like, the low sounds have like more spread apart vibrational frequencies, whereas the high sounds are like very close together uh, vibrational frequencies. So, that's what I think about. <laughs> Total side note there. But, anyways, if you think of sound as like a vibration and sound stops when its vibration stops. Music stops being created when the vibration stops. So stop the flow of emotions, then you, then you stop the natural flow of the emotional solar plexus. You restrict its functionality, therefore decreasing its ability to vibrate, to vibe high. Not about being high on emotion. It's not about having, you know, elated, euphoric emotions. No, no, no. It's about healthily expelling depressive and manic frequencies. So both ends of the spectrum. Expelling depressive and manic frequency energies from your body, just like anger, trauma, fear, or mania, or overexcitement. Expelling those so that you can, can continue giving your emotional solar plexus the freedom to vibrate the way that it wants to without restriction so that it can continue to vibrate. The less restriction that the solar plexus can meet, and remember the solar plexus plays a huge role in how your vagus nerve functions, so the less resistance that the solar plexus meets, the more continuous and high of a vibration that it can produce. Whereas the more restrictions that the emotional solar plexus meets, the lower frequency that it's going to operate or actually stop its flow of vibration, neither of which are helpful. So how does the vagus nerve health manifest in your physicality? So how can we, um, how can we see some signs of what the current state of our vagus nerve health is like? Well, some signs of low vagal tone. So, okay, wait, I'm going to back, back step, take up a step back here and first of all explain. So the vagus nerve, uh, it vibrates, right? And it requires stimulation in order to be healthy. So when I say low vagal tone, I mean that the vagus nerve is not being stimulated enough. It's not receiving enough vibrational energy. Um, so some signs of low vagal tone um, or low vibration energy expressions are an inability to regu regulate your emotions. It's anxiety, depression, issues with concentration or focus, increased inflammation in the body, uh, digestion issues or chronic fatigue or dis-ease. These are all different examples of low vagal tone. 
or in other words, low mind-body connection, right? So a disconnect between the mind and body. Whereas signs of high vagal tone, so a good connection between the mind and body or high vibration energy expressions are an ability to regulate emotions, improved bodily function, proper digestion, stable mood, a feeling of overall well-being, reduced inflammation, reduced dis-ease in the body, a quick recovery from stress, not getting stuck in stress, and deeper relationship connections. Something that I want to bring into your awareness is that you always have two choices. You can either choose to express yourself through your low frequency of energy, or you can choose to express yourself through your high frequency of energy. Now the thing is, high vibration expressions of energy are inaccessible when your vagal tone or frequency is low. This means with low vagal tone, it's easier to succumb to projecting your shadow self, living through your ego, and identifying as the victim in life. And when you're living through those low frequency energies, what you're actually doing is silencing your vagus nerve. This is why I created the archetype of the silenced soul to give a name to the people that I serve. I call them the silenced soul because that is actually a quite an accurate description of what people that are lacking confidence are doing is they're silencing themselves and they don't even realize it. So that is why I say you want to go from being the silenced soul to the confident soul. So for example, because we're looking at the G center today in the emotional solar plexus, um, I'll use a theme of the G center energy in my example. So if you have a defined G center, I'm undefined, but if you have a defined G center, the high expression of, the, of that energy is to radiate love, to create space in which others feel safe to be their true self and to unapologetically be you. You have a strong sense of identity. Whereas the low expression of the defined G center is fear of not being loved, hiding who you really are, and deflecting compliments, stuff like that. Um, if you have an undefined G center like me, the high expressions look like feeling free in the fluidity of your identity. So unapolog and unapologetic unapologetically, my goodness, unapologetically accepting love from others. Those are all high expressions, whereas low expressions for the undefined G center might look like constantly searching for the label that defines you. So that is something that I've definitely been guilty of in the past, in particular with this podcast, trying to give myself some sort of a label to adhere to when that just does not serve me. And I feel like that puts me in a box and controlling the direction of your life and feeling like you are unlovable. Those are low expressions of energy. And your vagal tone is likely to determine from which of these frequencies you will express yourself. So in other words, if you have low vagal tone, then you're going to be likely living through those low expressions of energy. So either fear of not being loved, hiding who you really are, deflecting compliments, trying to find the label, controlling your direction in life and feeling like you are unlovable. Those are all the low frequencies of energies. Whereas when you improve your, vag your vagal tone or improve your vagus nerve health, 
you start to stimulate that nerve more and it creates a higher higher frequency vibration and therefore you begin to operate out of that frequency as it raises. So now let's talk about how to keep your how you can keep your vibe high, how to regulate your nervous system and to care for the vagus nerve. Well, first step always start with self-awareness and radical self radical self-acceptance. Um, I will always say that as the first step. You need to take responsibility for yourself. You need to accept yourself for where you are because you cannot change what you do not accept. And you need to understand where you're starting from. Because if you have goals and if you want to manifest certain things in your life, well, you know where you want to go, right? But your life is like a GPS. You need to know the starting point in order to get where you want to go. So start with self-awareness because once you start to cultivate self-awareness, Only then can you begin to manage yourself better and differently in a way that serves you and supports you. So start looking at, are you emotionally defined or are you undefined? Simply because you'll want to know um, if you have a reliable and consistent emotional wave that happens for you or predictable emotional wave that happens for you. Because if you do, well, it'd be really helpful to know what that looks like, right? When I looked at what my emotional wave looks like in human design, I saw what my addiction patterns looked like. So my addictive behaviors were disordered eating. So I would binge and purge. And so what that looked like for me, it would look like a slow, slow incline of energy building up. Um, Mine is also fueled by an expectation, a desire to experience an expectation. And then my emotional wave crashes when those expectations are not met. And that's what my, um, that's what my addictive patterns look like. I would binge and binge and binge. And then when that didn't fill or fulfill like a, a void inside of me, well, then I would purge, which would bring down that energy. And it also brought down those expectations. Like it changed that that experience for me. I mean, again, that's another conversation, but, (laughs) but either way, it helps to really know what your emotional wave looks like if you are emotionally defined. And that is something that I can show you if you book a human design read with me, or if you enroll in Confident by Design or enroll in any of my extended coaching plans. These are all things that we can look at together and I can show you what your specific emotional wave looks like so that you can get that sense of pre, um, of a uh, predictability in your life. And so it'll help you regulate your emotions better when you have an awareness of what your emotions actually look like, what that wave looks like, so that you can allow your emotional wave to flow with no resistance so that you can healthily process those emotions and just let them be and let them go. And it's also helpful to know if you're undefined because when you're undefined, you, uh, you, all of your emotions have a cause, meaning if you all of a sudden feel sad for no reason, okay, well now that you have, now you have that awareness, okay, I all of a sudden feel sad for no reason, I, I don't know where this is coming from, that means it must be coming from someone or something in my environment that's affecting me that way, that is power, that's power to know that, your emotions don't have to have a cause, meaning that you are not always, you don't have to always be responsible for processing them. You can simply let them go. That's huge for the emotionally undefined to know that. Okay. So start with that self-awareness and radical self-acceptance. And so get to know where you are right now.
Step two is is you need to start supporting your nervous system. So this might look like taking B vitamins, for example. B vitamins, B vitamins allow the nervous system to function properly. They also play a key role in the synthesis of neurotransmitters such as dopamine and serotonin. So this is how you can support your nervous system if you feel that you're, you're struggling with this right now. Step number three is nervous system resilience. So building up your nervous system resilience. After the body can actually support the nervous system, so you know, taking those B vitamin supplements, after the body is actually capable of supporting the nervous system, then you can begin the practice of teaching your body nervous system resilience. And there are a few ways that you can do this. You can do that by taking cold showers, so exposing yourself to stress and, and but in a controlled way. So controlling the amount of stress that you put on yourself um, to achieve a level of uncomfortable discomfort. Uh, you can also try breath work. Uh, if you want to know more about breath work, I do have an episode where I had a guest expert on a breathwork facilitator, Aaron Kimbrell. You can go back in the podcast. Um, that will be in the show notes if you want to listen back to that. Um, breath work, that's a great way to regulate the nervous system. Yoga, uh, because uh, regulating the nervous system can also be done through physicality. So actually physically putting stress on the body to get it to stretch in a certain way that it comes to comfortable discomfort. Yoga is great for that. Meditation, a way to quiet the mind. Uh, or learning a new skill. Again, comfortable discomfort. Pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone in a comfortable way so that you're still pushing growth on yourself but not stressing yourself in the process. So learning a new skill that excites you. Or my personal favorite way of regulating my nervous system is rage dancing. I fucking love rage dancing. Literally shake it off. Um, anytime that I am feeling like I'm way too manic right now, like I'm overly excited about something, I need to calm myself down a little bit, or anytime that I'm starting, uh, in particular, feeling anger or fear or anxiety, those are big ones for me, I literally allow myself to shake it off. Meaning like anytime that I feel myself getting like jittery, shaking it off is my favorite thing. Whereas if I'm feeling like melancholy, for example, I won't try to shake off melancholy. I'll literally just allow myself to just be. I will, you know, watch movies that I know are really sad that are going to help me uh, move through that emotional wave to push that emotion through me. Um, that is something that movies are really helpful for for me just to allow myself to simply sit with that emotion and push through it until it decides to leave, right? So, but rage dancing, I'm telling you, it's all the rage. Haha, <laughs> sorry, bad joke. <laughs> but yeah, the point is with these um, ways of teaching your, your nervous system resilience, the point of it is to get to a state of feeling uncomfortable without pushing yourself into danger without pushing yourself into that fight flight or freeze mode you want to achieve comfortable discomfort and with practicing well, with practice the nervous system learns to rebound and tolerate stress and as i mentioned i think i mentioned earlier that your emotions 
can be a form of stress, you know, especially for the emotionally undefined where, you know, they're experiencing emotions in an unpredictable way. So they're constantly like receiving emotional energy left, right, front, and center. And some of those emotions are going to be overwhelming for them, especially because they're unexpected. And especially if their feelings of anxiety or fear or worry or depression, right? That's going to become overwhelming for the emotionally undefined. So to be able to tolerate that and to rebound from that because of having a resilient and flexible nervous system is going to be so helpful. And then knowing for the emotionally defined that when they reach the real uh the lows on their wave or the highs of their waves uh to be able to tolerate that with poise um and be able to rebound from that uh so step number four is feel the feelings i've hinted to this quite a bit throughout the episode (laughs) give yourself permission to feel feelings there is a lot of conditioning that occurs with the emotional solar plexus whether you are defined or not the emotionally defined are going to be are going to feel like their feelings are too much that they're overwhelming to other people that they're too much to handle right so they want to hold back and not express their feelings even though it is um even though it's healthy for them whereas the emotionally undefined they they might uh fear feeling things too much and then and then numb them or they may have a fear of not feeling feeling enough emotional energy and therefore try to seek out emotional highs. So that's what sort of the conditioning looks like with the emotional solar plexus. So give yourself permission to feel the feelings. It is totally normal, natural, healthy for you to feel feelings. And but come back to neutral. Know that what's coming is going. Your emotions are simply energy in motion and energy needs a place to go. So when you stop the flow of emotional energy, it's going to create a block in your body and it's going to store on a cellular level. Your body keeps an accurate journal regardless of what you write down. So make sure that you are giving yourself space to really feel those feelings. That might mean isolating yourself if that feels good to you for me I'm a hermit by human design so isolating myself feels really good when I'm in those low um those low feelings like melancholy for example I don't want to be around other people I want to simply allow myself to feel it and let it go so whatever you need to do in order to feel those feelings but feel them but then come back to neutral tune the guitar back to the standard tuning right it's not healthy to stay in low frequency emotions. It's healthy to feel them. Absolutely. It's healthy to feel them, to go through them, and let them go. So it's not healthy to stay there. Um, this this will manifest as depression when you stay in those low frequency emotions. But also, likewise, it's also not healthy to stay in high frequency emotions. This is going to manifest as uh, someone who's manic, right? So it's not healthy to stay there either. You gotta come back to neutral, right? Tune the guitar back to standard tuning. But when you're there, feel it, right? So when you're in the low, feel it, live it, let it go. And when you're in the high, feel it, live it, allow it to permeate you and excite you, but then let it go, right? If you stop the vibration, 
you prevent the the vagus nerve from vibrating high. And the G center is tuned by the vagus nerve. And the G center is going to attract via whatever frequency the vagus nerve tunes it. So explore drop D, right? Explore any upstep tuning, right? Explore all of those ways. Explore all of the emotional depths. Explore all of the different range of sounds that your guitar can create. Play the shit out of it. Play the shit out of drop D. Play the shit out of any uptuning that you do. But then tune it back to E if you were in drop D. Come back to neutral. Come back to standard tuning. So in summary, vibing high is not living through high or positive emotions. It is not living through the lens or only expressing yourself through high or positive emotions. It's literally about keeping the vibration of your vagus nerve high, keeping the tone of your vagus nerve high. And this occurs via stimulation of the nerve and it's about regulating your nervous system so that it has the flexibility to overcome stress without getting stuck in low vibratory states. The frequency that you emit or that you broadcast will determine what you attract, magnetize, and manifest into your life. And the vibration of your vagus nerve determines your behavior and how you express your energy as either high frequency or low frequency expressions. And a really quick tip to start stimulating your vagus nerve if you're, you know, if you're not ready to do the yoga or the breath work or the cold showers, etc. A really simple thing you can do is go, is gargle. Gargle water. <laughs> Gargle water after brushing your teeth. And that will stimulate your vagus nerve. Singing is also an amazing way to stimulate your vagus nerve. I'm actually going to be doing a podcast episode sometime in the future about how singing has helped me regulate my nervous system and help me feel safe in my body because of the vagus nerve. So if you like to sing or if you brush your teeth, (laughs) then you can start stimulating your vagus nerve today. It is going to be that throaty, deep feeling like the, oh, that like, back of the throat, deep feeling, that is what is going to stimulate your vagus nerve. And if you are seeking support or if you're feeling confused but know that this is something that you want to work on and improve in your life, then I invite you to explore explore all of the options of working with me. Uh, In the show notes, you will find links to uh, the wait list for Confident by Design, which is opening up again for enrollment January of 2022. I also offer human design reads and six session coaching packages if you want more long-term one-on-one support, all of which you will find in the show notes, or you can also visit confidentlyyou.ca. That is my website. You can find out all of my details there. And that brings this episode to a conclusion. Wow, I managed to not talk for over an hour and a half. (laughs) 
<laughs> like how I did on the past couple of episodes. So I am so grateful that we were able to connect in this episode and that I was finally able to share this. This is a message that has been wanting to come out of me for quite some time, but I hadn't quite collected all of the perspectives yet that I wanted to. So I'm very happy with um, how this came out. I waited for the right energy and inspiration to find me. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you are keeping or have found a way to simplify keeping your vibe high without complicating things, without dipping into toxic positivity by simply connecting to your authentic self. So thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.